Yo, yo, we back, we back, Truck and Hustle Tuesdays. What's going on, everybody? Hi, y'all. Um, hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. I know I did. Um, I went to check out that uh, that It 2 movie with the family. Um, I thought the visual effects were dope, but you know, I thought the storyline was all over the place. Let me know what y'all thought about that, that movie in the DM. Um, so anyway, today... Um, we are going to be showcasing a new entrepreneur, um, somebody who is just getting started out. Um, when I made this podcast, I always um, wanted to make sure that that we, we showcased um, not only the seasoned um, and the established entrepreneurs in this trucking game, but also um, the young guys who are just getting in um, and make sure that we also, you know, give them the spotlight um, allow them to share their perspective as well, um, because you know we have people at all levels who who tune in. Um, we have some that are you know you know just got their CDL, maybe looking to get their CDL, um, still possibly you know working for someone and want to make that transition, that first step, that jump into entrepreneurship. So it's important that you know we keep the content relevant to everybody. Um, you know, so that's what today's show is about. Um, we always going to make sure that we support and we encourage our new entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, excuse me, as well. Um, so after the show is over, make sure y'all go, y'all go follow my man, um, hit him up, and let's keep building this um, this truck and hustle community. All right. Um, also, um, make sure y'all rate and review the show. Um, as always, especially if you're on that Apple Podcast platform. And um, last but not least. Um, as always, shout to the Hustle fam. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So humble for everybody who's been sharing, reposting, and um, just continuing to make the show grow. I got so much lined up for y'all. It's crazy. I've been getting so many people reaching out. Man, we got some things coming in the fall, man, for real. So y'all stay tuned. I'm working, baby. All right? So as always, you know what it is. Put your ears on, and if you smell something burning, it's only your desire. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You know, person A might say, okay, uh, oh, if you make 160, you'll be good. You talk to person B, or person B like, oh, you make 100, you'll be all right. Mm. Person C might say, ah, oh, I make 60, but I'm all right. Right. And, and, and you know, and you, 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 you collect everybody's idea and you, and, you know, you put it into your own. And that's how you create a master idea, man. Turn my mic up. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. So welcome to Truck and Hustle, everybody. So today is a is another special, special show for me. Um, because I get to speak with uh, a young brother who I, I got to watch transition um, into entrepreneurship. Um, Damar, Damar Bennett is here with us today. Um, Damar, what's going on, man? Going on, brother. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm great. How are you? 
I'm all right. I'm all right. Can't complain. You know, <laughs> and even if you do complain, who's listening? You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, tell me about it. Tell me about it. So, Damar, man, um, you know, what I wanted to do with you is, um, you, you know, you're, you're kind of fresh in the game. You've been on the road, um, you know, doing your own thing for what, about a year now? Um, actually, um, I just bought my truck in February. So a couple months now. Oh man. So you, you're not even, not even a full year yet. Not even a full year yet. So, so this is perfect because this actually gives, um, you know, the audience, uh, um, you know, another perspective from somebody who's actually fresh, um, just getting started and you kind of, you know, you, you, everything is fresh to you because you just did it. You know what I mean? So I, I wanted to kind of go through the steps with you um, that, that, that you took to, to, to make that transition into entrepreneurship, getting your own truck and doing your own thing. Um, but first I want to start with your story, man. I want you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, where you're from, you know, where you grew up, you know, tell us about, uh, Damar Bennett. All right. Well, you know, obviously my name is Damar Bennett, of course. <laughs> um, 29 years old. Um, I was born and raised in uh, Plainfield, New Jersey. Uh, my parents are from Jamaica. Uh, so I can say that's where I got my hustle from. <laughs> um, <laughs> Caribbean hustle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and um, I got into trucking. Well, before I even before I even get into that, um, in high school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to college. You know, school wasn't really for me. So then I'm like, you know, maybe I'll go into the military. I just was confused at the time. I wasn't really, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do after school, after high school. Um, my father, he was into trucking. Um, and I don't know, it was just, ever since I was growing up, I just loved to drive. It wasn't just trucks. It was just getting behind a wheel, period. Okay. So um, I remember when I was about, I would say 11 or 12, my uncle put me behind the wheel of his car. It was in my backyard. And he's like, all right, you know, put it in gear, just drive up a little bit. And then from there, you know, I was sold on driving. I just, I just love driving. You fell in love with vehicles just in general, cars, yeah. whatever, just love driving. Yeah. Okay. So um, after, after high school, you know, I just had a regular nine to five at the time. And um, my father was driving trucks. And I usually go with him just on the weekends. He would come home every night. So his short trips will be on the weekend, so I'll go with him Saturday. We'll get back the same day. Okay. And then the first Where day I got you guys go. Well, he will leave from South Plainfield, New Jersey. Okay. okay. And then make one trip out to uh, York, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, so we'll, uh, it was about maybe three hour, three and a half hour, depending on traffic and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, you know, go there, offload, and then come right back. He was gotcha. uh, hauling, hauling garbage, so. For people who know, you know, you got a lot of landfills, and once you go into the landfill, it changes. You know, you got to fill one spot here, fill another spot there. So, anyway, we got there. It's like three and a half and three hours, three hours, three and a half hours back. And from there, I was sold. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta, I, I want to get my license. And then at the time, I was told that you couldn't get your CDLs until you turned 21, or you couldn't leave the states until you turned 21. Okay. Yeah. So. That's that's how I got into trucking, you know. And from from since then, um, I went to uh, Smith and Solomon School, which is in uh, Linden, New Jersey. Okay. And um, I had no money. I had no money to get into the school. 
I know I didn't have no money. So I said, you know, what, let me go into the school. Let me see, you know, what they have to offer, offer and uh, see how much I need to, you know, enroll. So they told me they were running a program that, were, uh, that was uh, 2500 at the time. Okay. Like I said, I had no money. <laughs> I was working a regular nine to five and that was it, you know? All right. All right. So what I did was I made a sacrifice. Um, I sold my car. I sold mm. my car, the only car I had, of course. Mm. Um, it was a Honda Civic. So I only got about, I believe it was like 17 or 2000, call it 2000 hours. Okay. So the school was, like I said, it was 2,500 at the time. So what I did was I took half of my two half of the money that I sold the car and I put it towards, um, put it towards school. And then the rest of the money I had, I just basically, you know, tried to continue save to, for me to purchase another car to make my way up to the school. Because like I said, I was living in Plainfield and the school was in Linden, New Jersey, which was about you know, 45 minute drive. Okay. And I didn't have no car, obviously, because I just sold it. So you just I sold it. <laughs> how I was going to get to the school, but it was something that I really loved, you know? So I said, you know what? I'm going to make it happen. Right. I'm going to make it happen. Okay. And, you know, close friends and family, you know, they, they, they helped me out, giving me rides and five days, some t- four or five days a week of driving back and forth, you know, dropping me off to school. And um, at the time I was, I was 19 turning 20. And you can actually obtain your license. You can finish your school within an, within about three to four months. Okay. But they wouldn't give me a test date until I actually paid them in full. Okay. Which took me about like a year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half. And um, well, actually about a year. Okay. Because uh, after I made the final payment and I got the test date, it was it was on my 21st birthday. I never okay. forget it. Okay. You know, so it was like a you know a birthday present to myself, you know, especially on my twenty first birthday. Right, right, right. And um, yeah, took the test on my on my birthday, aced it first time, and from then, after I got my CDLs, I uh, I was still working, and I was I wasn't sure if I wanted to start the uh, trucking because I was still I was working at Target at the time, and they were thinking about you know promoting me, and I was there at the time for about I was there for. I would say two and a half to three years. Okay. And, um, and you're, you know, you're, 20, you're 21 at this time, you said, right? Like 21 yes, years? Yes, I'm 21 after, after getting my license. Okay. So um, I'm like, you know, I'm not sure. You know, I'm willing to get this promotion. And I said, you know what? I'm getting older. It's time to change the game. You know what I'm saying? Facts. And then um, I did my research on what companies I want to go for. You know, I just didn't want to just call up a company and be like, oh, I'm go. Right. You know? So, you know, I did my little research and then um, I started – and uh, I would say 2000, it actually took a year after I got my license, which was 2000 and 2011. Okay. Yeah, 2011. And then I got my, I started, started driving in 2012. Okay. Okay. 2012. Yep. Okay. Got you. So, so where'd you go? So you got your license and what was the first job that you did? So, um, after I got my license, you know, it took me a year to uh, enroll with the company. After doing my research, I went on with uh, UX Express. Okay. Now, it's, it's, it, like I said to everybody, if you're willing to start truck driving, do your research on these companies because um, 
you don't want to get played out there, although you don't have any experience. So regardless, you're not really going to get, you know, great pay. Right. But the idea is just going on with the good company and gaining as much experience as you, you know, as you can. Okay. Because without experience, you really won't be able to get anywhere. So um, I started with US Express and I was with them for a year and a half, a year and three months. Okay. And um, I was running over the road and just basically gaining experience on, you know, how, how to trucking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you, so you, so you spent a year and year and a half with, with us, us express over the road. And then uh, after that, what'd you do? So after, you know, doing over the road and, you know, I just wanted to be home at the time. Cause I wasn't really home at that. T- uh, uh, when I was on a road with the us express. Okay. Um, we, I was on a dedicated account with a uh, Walmart and um, they lost the account to Swift. So I didn't want to go back over the road. So I went on with Swift. Everybody okay. knows, everybody <laughs> knows Swift transportation. Right, right, right. Yeah. So good old Swift. Good old Swift. So I went <laughs> on with them for about uh, nine months. And then um, it was just, it was, it was horrible. You know, okay. everybody knows, but not, not even just with Swift, but just being over the road, you know, underneath a company, well, driving for a company it really doesn't pan out that well, especially when you don't have that much experience when you're still building up your experience. Okay. So, um, I just, I just couldn't take it anymore, you know? And then a friend told me about, um, uh, Papa John's. Okay. And you know, they're local and they work X amount of days a week and you got a lot of downtime and, you know, I said, all right, you know, I'll give it a shot. And then, um, went for the interview got the job. Now, one thing I was really concerned about was anybody knows if you're living New Jersey, tri-state area, Pennsylvania, anywhere close to New York, you're going to be driving in New York. <laughs> right. And, and everybody knows behind that 18, you driving a tractor trailer and you're going to New York, especially uh, the boroughs. Right. It is no joke. Right. People right, right. use loads all the time. They don't want to go to New York. In New York, sure. it, it, it's, it's, it's challenging. And you're still relatively inexperienced at this time because you've only been what driving for like a year and a half at this point, right? Like absolutely. And okay. I never, I never drove in, I never drove in the uh, in New York. Well, right. actually, the boroughs. Okay. NYC. Got you. Got so, you. So, you know, you know, the guy was like, you know, we drive in the boroughs, and you know, you'll get the proper training that you need in order to, you know, get in and get out. So I said, okay, no problem. So I was with Papa John's for about four years, a little bit, a little bit over four years. Okay. And you know, I was well experienced, well experienced at, at that time. Okay. And, um, I was ready to go on my own you okay. know, because that job, it was, it was, it was, it was hands-on, you know? So, well, they call it touch free. Okay. You know, so you get in, in not just driving, but you're also delivering too. You gotcha. know, hand cards and uh, you know, dollies and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of, a physical it's a physical job you know physical work right which i liked it you know and the major thing was to not get hurt you okay know? once you get hurt you know you you'll have the recovery time but once you go back to work you know obviously you know that you're going to irritate whatever you know whatever got injured and then you're going to always feel that pain you know what I'm saying? right right at some time at some point so i just said you know what i got my license to drive not to you know offload trucks and you know and just basically run my body down and damage my body so and mm. i was still young mm. so you know i said you know what this is a this is a 
this is the time for me to go on my own. So I did, you know, research and talked to other owner operators out on the road and, you know, gathered all that information and basically just started my own thing, man. You got know? you, got you. So, so, so how, how was it making that transition? I mean, just emotionally, um, I mean, I know you said you did research and you talked to people, but was it a, was it a, a, a big step for you? Did you, did it just feel like a natural transition or, you know, how, how was that making that step? So let me tell you, it was, it was different. It was a huge step. And, um, you know, in a trucking, in a trucking game, it was, a, you know, I was young. So I spoke to a lot of older people and they were saying like, yo, tomorrow, you know, you, you know, you know what you're doing, you know how to drive. You're better off taking, taking the chance now than me getting older in my late thirties or in my mid forties and taking a chance, you know? So I might right. as well take a chance now. And I did. And then, you know, like I said, it was just, it was, it was, it was different because you got to deal with paperwork, you know, you got to worry about what kind of truck you want to get, um, what type of work you want to do. And basically, you know, you, you buy the truck, that's all on you. So right. if you want to work, you, obviously you'll make it, but if you don't want to work and you're not really into it like that, then, you know, it's going to fall on you. You're going right. to fall into debt and possibly, you know, you got to turn the truck back in or they'll come and get the truck. Mm. And now you're basically at square one, you know? So my advice to people is, you know, if you're willing to purchase your own truck, you got to be in it. You got to have love for it. It's not just a thing where, you know what? I want to make some more money. Let me go into the trucking game or mm. let me, you know, after, you know, driving with companies and you establish some experience, you, uh, oh, I'm gonna go buy a truck. Cause my friend bought a truck or my cousin or my brother bought a truck and I'm just going to go out on the road and make some money. Not right. it don't work like that. It doesn't <laughs> absolutely does not. Okay. And, you know, just for a little example, the reason why I say that is because for example, you can, you know, simply drive down the road and just catch a flat, mm. you know, catch a flat, you pull over, of course. And, um, that tire can run you up to you know, anywhere between from three to five hundred dollars, and that's right. just one tire. And we right. just talking about the tire. We're not even talking about service, right? Even if it ripped up anything else. So right there is what is the passion that you have for trucking. If you're willing to say, you know what, let me get this fixed and done and get off the road, versus, nah, I can't do this anymore. This this don't make no sense. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? Like right. it, it just it it's, just, it's it's not for the for the weak hearted. Absolutely not. You got to have a hunger and a passion for it. Yep, absolutely. All right. So, so, so let's get into it. Let's talk about the steps, man. Let's talk about, you know, you, when you made that decision, you said, all right, listen, I'm going to do this. What's the first thing you do? What's the first thing you say? This is the first thing on my checklist. This is the first thing I got to get done. So the first thing I did was to um, create an LLC, of course. Okay. And um, for people who don't know what an LLC is, basically it's um, you straight, you create your own business name. And it's underneath uh, like an insurance type where if you were to, you create any name that you want and you put it underneath the LLC and, you know, God forbid, if you were to drive down a road, you get into an accident, instead of them coming after you and your personal belongings and your personal assets, they, they'll just come after the business. Okay. So you, you, need, you would need an LLC to have paperwork for your business. So after creating the LLC, because that's a, a lot of people actually told me, you know, create the LLC. You can also put the, put the truck in your name too, mm. but the safest way to do it is to create an LLC. Okay. So after doing that, then obviously you got to look for a truck. Okay. Now looking for a truck, it's <laughs> man, people, let me tell you, it's, 
it's it's crazy. <laughs> okay, it's, tell me, tell me about it. Tell me so about it. So basically, man, is this 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 field is huge. <laughs> so, um, you got different trucks out there, of course, Freightliner, Peterbilt, Volvo. You got a bunch out there, Western Star. We we it's it's a lot out there. So first thing first, you want to make sure you want to um, get the truck that you're more familiar with. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, for example, if you've been driving a Freightliner, you know, for, you know, your whole experience, my advice to you is to get a Freightliner. Don't okay. jump out the league and get a Volvo, get a Peterbilt, get a Kenworth. <laughs> it's not going to work. You know, right. you want to be comfort. You want to be comfortable while you're driving. You know what I'm okay. saying? And, you know, the reason why I say being comfortable is because you know the surroundings of the vehicle that you've been driving for how many experiences you have behind the wheel. Mm, makes sense. So, um, yeah. So, you know, you get the truck that you want, of course. Now, say, if, you know, if they were driving a Freightliner, get a Freightliner. Okay. Now, another thing, too, is the engine that comes with the motor. I mean, the engine that comes with the truck. You have different type of engines. You, I could be here all day naming them. Okay. But um, my best advice to people is to, you know, stick with uh, maybe a Detroit or a Cummins. I don't really want to get in, you know, deep into it. But um, the reason why I say those engines, because they're, they're, they're reliable. Mm, okay. They're reliable and they're affordable. Okay. And um, especially when you're out there, you know, it's your truck. It's not like you're with the company where if it was to break down, you make a phone call and then they'll fix it. And then, you know, you go on about your business. No, right. you want to get something that's, you know, that's affordable. If it breaks down, if parts ain't that, you know, the parts ain't, isn't, um, expensive and um of course the labor is just going to be labor but obviously if a job isn't that hard for for you know for a repair guy to come out and fix whatever's wrong with your truck and he sees that oh it's a freightliner detroit engine and it's really not going to take him that much time he's not going to charge you that much okay if you were to have a peterbilt and of course, the parts are more expensive, and he has to put more, you know, put more work into it. He's going to charge you more. Okay. So the, the faster you, you know, the guy can come fix your truck and get out on the road, is you know, it's better for you. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, now, do you advise getting a, a new or a used truck? Now, me, I say get a get a used truck because some people really don't make it. Okay. You know, and the reason why I say used truck is because you get a newer truck, you get a new truck. It's about, it can be anywhere between 85 to $120,000. Okay. And, um, I don't think it's, it's a great, you know, I don't think it's a great idea to get a brand new truck. Now you can get a used truck and my, my advice on getting a, a used truck would be, um, like now we're in 2019, get a truck in anywhere between 2012 and 2015. Okay. With um with the average miles of around like 500,000 miles. Okay. And that's like purchasing a car with 50,000 miles. Okay. You know? Okay. And and the reason why I say 5,000 miles because majority of of, of the uh, factory parts that are on that truck. Okay. They've been changed out. Or okay. any majority of components on that, you know, on the vehicle, the the motor, just the whole thing has been changed out already. So basically, okay. you have a new truck. Gotcha. Used, you know what I'm saying? So it's already worked and broken in, and um, and all the parts that were bad on the truck has been changed out. Okay. So you know that 
And um, yeah, that's about it for, you know, for, for the truck, for the truck part. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. Sounds good. All right. So, so moving on, you, you purchased a truck. Now you have your truck. What paperwork comes along with that? What, what do you need to do as far as um, insurances, licenses? What, what paperwork do you need to go along with the truck that you have to get? So, um, of course, you know, insurance is a big thing out here. So you need bobtail insurance. Okay. That's the only thing you really need for, for your truck. And then, um, you know, you and, what, and, what's, and, what's, and what's bobtail insurance going to run you roughly? So, so bobtail insurance, um, just to pay down can any, you know, just start the insurance can be anywhere between 600 to, to 1100. Okay. Just to start the policy. Okay, just start the policy. After, okay, yeah, just to start the policy, and then um, every month will probably run you anywhere between anywhere, depending on your license too. Okay, um, it can run you anywhere between two fifty to to four hundred dollars a month. Okay, and okay. now Bobtail Insurance basically just covers the truck itself. Okay, now that's you just driving the truck, you know, from your house and say you want to go wash the truck. Is, uh, is covered underneath the bobtail insurance. Okay. Now, depending on, you know, what comes, whenever you lease onto a company, um, they have their own insurance. Okay. And you'll be covered underneath their insurance when you're connected to a trailer. Okay. Underneath their trailer. Okay. You know, so the bobtail insurance only really covers the truck itself when you're, you know, on personal time. Okay. So gotcha. That's, that's, that's one of the, um, uh, paperwork that you have to deal with. And then another thing is actually, you know, connecting the LLC with the truck as well. Okay. And, um, you know, when you person, when you're purchasing a truck, you know, of course the dealership is going to ask you for the, uh, LLC paperwork and making sure that you are the one that owns the truck and not anybody else. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, you know, they need to write out, you know, the title and, and all the paperwork they do on there and write it out to you. So you'd be able to take that truck out the dealership because it's, it, it isn't that easy as in like buying a car, you sign a paper and you, you know, you're on your way. No, right. it doesn't work like that at all. You okay. Know, you got to remember like, this is basically a business. This is a business. Right. You know? So, um, you know, the LLC, the insurance and base and the company that you're going to lease onto as well. Okay. You, you need that contract too. Okay. And, um, you know, it's, it, you can't just say, okay, I'm going to go buy a truck and you, you know, you get, all the LLC paperwork ready up and they got that. And then the Bobtail insurance, they have that. And you're like, all right, I'm ready to go. Right. No, the, the, the bank needs to know, not the bank and, and the uh, seller needs to know. Um, they need to know that this truck is going to be getting paid, be mm. getting paid for. You okay. Know? So they need to see a contract, you know, written up by the company that you're going to lease onto. So they know, okay, well, this guy will be able to make, be able to make payments for this truck. Okay. We can release it out to him mm. and then you'll be good to go. So that's, that's, that's the major thing about with paperwork is that, is that contract. If you don't have no contract, you cannot get that truck out. So you, you need that contract from, from the company that you're leasing on to, to state that we, we're guaranteeing this, this, this person work. And so the bank and the, and the seller could feel comfortable that Absolutely. that truck yeah. will be sitting somewhere and, and not doing anything. Exactly. Yep. And they then, have to come and, pick it up. Yep. And, and with the, uh, the, the truck, the, the truck VIN number description, everything has to be on a paperwork where it all matches up and there's no really gaps in it. And then they'd be like, okay, well we can release this truck, you know? Okay. So, so that's, now, that's, the, that's the major, major, major part about paperwork and um, with, you know, with the truck. 
Okay. Now, now what about the financing aspect? So, um, about what did you have to put down to get started? And so my experience with financing is of course, anything you finance, you got to, you know, based on your credit. Okay. Um, first time buyer, my advice is to have just to put down is $10,000. Okay. And the reason why I say $10,000 is because when you're purchasing a truck, going a little bit back to the truck thing, when you're purchasing a truck, you don't want to purchase no truck for $20,000, $25,000. Majority of times when you look at a truck that's, that's you know, they're selling it for $20,000, $25,000, it has about seven, 800,000 miles on it. That truck is in a graveyard already. <laughs> once, you take, once you take it out, you're going to be putting work into it. Okay. So, um, so, you know, with, with a truck now, it's, it's, you know, if you, if you, and, and another thing too, with, when you're purchasing a truck with the 500, with the 500,000 miles on it, 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 it gives you more life. You okay. Know? And you, you can go on a road, you know, depending on the type of work that you're doing, you know, it, it it, it lasts you for 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 a real long time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, and that's gonna be like what day cab, right? Day cab. No, truck? that no, that can be um, that can be a sleeper. Okay. And I advise I advise people to get a sleeper too because sometimes you can go out to a shipper, and you know they might hold they might hold you up for anywhere between two to five hours. Mm. You know. And now you you know once you leave there you only got an hour left and you probably it probably takes you about three or four hours just to get back to your base and you don't have that time so now you got to sleep in a truck. Okay. So I, my advice when you purchase a truck get a sleeper. Okay. Okay. Got you. All right. Yeah. So we 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 covered our truck. Um, we covered the paperwork that goes with the truck. So what's next? So you already have the agreement with the, with the company that you're going to lease on to. How do you find that company? Um, what research did you do to, to, to figure out who you wanted to, to pull for um, as an owner operator? Tell me a little bit more about that. So um, basically, you know, you do your little shopping around and um, it all depends on what type of work you're looking for. You know, like here in Jersey, you have all kind of work. You have the port work, you have a uh, dry van, you have reefer, you have tanker, you have bulk. It just all depends on what you want to do. And my advice to, to, to people who's, who's starting their own business, stick with what you know. Okay. And um, basically, you know, if you've been running reefers for a long time, which isn't that hard. And, you know, for the people who don't know what reefer is, basically a refrigerated trailer that carries, uh, you know, produce, vegetables and stuff like that. And um, frozen product. Um, you know, you it just all depends on what type of freight you want to haul. Now, when you're looking for a company, um, certain things that you want to look for um, is uh, like fuel fuel reimbursement is what they call a uh, fuel surcharge. Okay. Uh, they offer that. We can get into that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, they offer that. You know, have some companies that offer a uh, free toll. They give you an easy pass. And, um, and if they offer any, you know, 401k health benefits and all of that, even when you have your own business, you have companies out there that's willing to, you know, offer that. Okay. It just, it just all depends on, you know, what type of experience and what kind of hauling that you're, you're willing to do, how far are you willing to go? 
um, a, a lot of that plays comes into play when you're looking for a company. Mm. Um, another thing to look for is uh, talk to one of the drivers and see, you know, how, how long the company been open for. Um, is, are the drivers happy? Now, one thing about, you know, asking the drivers if they're happy or not is it, it can go both ways. You know, it all depends because, you know, the type of money that you're looking for could be completely different from the type of money that, that, uh, that he's getting, you know, the money that he's getting, the money that you want could be, you know, two different things. Okay. So, um, yeah, feedback on the drive. You can always look up the company and see, you know, the reviews on what, on how they, uh, how they operate. Um, I also believe you can you can look online and see what their uh, what their safety score is too because you also don't want to go with a company that has a poor safety score, and the reason why I say that is because you don't want to go out on a road and you rolling through uh, rolling driving through a scale house a weight station, and once they read that that DOT the US DOT number which uh, which is basically a number that represents the company, once they read that number and they notice that you know the company has been you know, poorly inspected and their equipment isn't really up to date, you know, you're just going to get your license all messed up just because a company that hasn't been, you know, holding up their end on with safety. Mm. So that's another thing that people really need to worry about as well. So, you know, just, just, you know, the safety part, you know, what kind of routes and, and see if they're, if they're, you know, if they always have loads that's always going out because you'll have companies that they'll do you good for one or two weeks. And then the third week, fourth week, it's slow. Mm. Now, I'll remind you, you have your truck, you have your business, you you have your business to run. Right. And um, without that, without no loads running, now, you you know, you got your bills backed up, you know, you got stuff to worry about with your family. And it's it just really, it's, it's, it's not a good look at all. And, gotcha. you know, um, you just want to keep running. You want to keep running. Some people want to run five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week. You know? Right. And, right. Some, and a lot of people don't understand that you can't. Some people say, oh, you can't run six or seven days a week. You can. You know, it's, it's, it's a recap, but, you know, you also got to understand the USDOT regulations on how to run for seven days, six days a week, you know? So right. you can run six days a week, but it comes when it comes down to the seven day, it gets kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. But um, like I said, you know, with experience, you know, with you being on a road for a while, you understand that. Okay. So, you know, with, with, with looking for a company, you want to look for, you know, the, the safety aspect of it, you know, how productive are they with, you know, with the loads and, and basically how far you run. You know, you have companies where you can just run local. You have companies that's running cross country, you mm. know. So, you know, it all depends on what, what you're looking for. Okay. Well, tell, yeah. tell us about what it is that you do. So, basically, when I first started my truck, I went into to the ports. Okay, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know, it's fun. It's funny because I was gonna say my next question was gonna be, "Tell me about your first day. Once you got, you got with the first company that first day. How how was it? Tell me about it." So basically, I first started with the ports, mm -hmm. and um, you know, people people sell you a dream, man. <laughs> people sell you a dream. Oh yeah, ports is good. It's it, not even just the ports. It could be with anything. Okay. And um, so basically, you know, I started with the ports and my first day. And just explain um, the ports for the people who don't know. What, what are the ports? So the ports are basically, um, is, is uh, how, can I, how can I explain that? Basically, when the ships come in, it's like a trading system. So when the ships come in, they have these containers. You have anywhere between uh, 
the shortest they have is 20, a 20 foot trailer, a 20 foot container. And they'll have up to uh, anywhere between 20 foot to a 45, uh, 45, 45 foot container. Okay. So basically what they'll do is they'll take the container off from the ship and put it on a chassis. Now a chassis is basically, it's like a trailer that's behind, that's hooked onto the truck. And um, they just, you know, they drop the uh, container onto the uh, chassis. Now on the chassis, you have four pins on each side, on each corner. It's a rectangular box. So you have um, pins on each side and you make sure that you lock them and then you make it, you know, you make your way on out. Okay. Now, now the ports, it's, you know, it's, it's a whole process to just get in and trying to find, you know, trying to find your container, trying to find the right spot to, you know, contact a, uh, a crane operator to get to, to get the correct uh, container. Mm. So it, it, it's a whole process where you have to, you know, you have to go through maybe two or three booths before you even get to the spot where they told you to. Then you got to sit there and wait for about maybe anywhere between 45 to like two hours just to wait for just to wait for a container. Okay. And, um, and, it, and it's not just you. It's not just you in there. It's, it's about maybe, hmm, I would say maybe 200 trucks, maybe 300. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and it's it's you you have to know what you're doing, and obviously it's it's my first day there, so I didn't know what I was doing. Okay, I'm just going off of, I'm looking at people. Okay, he stopped at the booth for a quick second. Okay, maybe I shouldn't stay there. You know, I should stay there the same amount of time that he's been there. I don't want to <laughs> hold. One thing you don't want to do is just holding up a line. You know right, what I'm saying? right, because so, everybody's and, and, looking and, at you. Exactly. Like, like this is the new guy who knows nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. And, reading is, and reading is fundamental, you know. So you want to go actually, you know, go in there, read signs, and 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 you know, ask questions. Don't be don't be scared with anything. Not even just in the ports. Anywhere you go, you're not sure about something. Ask somebody, you'll get an answer. You know, and obviously, there's people that that been in the port for a while. Um, they know they know the port. You know, like the back of their hand, so they know what to do. So you ask them and. Uh, and you know, and able to uh, get through the ports and stuff like that. So my, my my first day, it was it was it was hard, you know. But I got through it um, just by you know asking people what to do, looking and observing what's going on. And um, once you go into it, once you go into a port, maybe once or twice, you're good. You'll, okay. you'll, you'll be able to know you know how to you know move around, what areas to be in and what areas not to be in. And you have different different terminals now. You. In New Jersey alone, I believe there is about maybe seven, seven, seven terminals. Okay. Six or seven. I could be wrong. But um, each terminal is laid out completely different. All of them have different processes. So you might go into one terminal, you go into a different one the next day, it's not the same thing. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's very, very different. So that was my first, my first day in the ports. I got in about approximately maybe eight o'clock. I didn't leave until maybe 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Just to get, just, just to get one container. It was, it, it was, it was ridiculous, you know? So, um, so yeah, so that, that was that it was, it was rough, man. It was rough for my first day, but you know what, you know, that's, it made me strong because any, anybody who, like I said, you know, they just want to get a truck just to make money. Right. That first day right there, if they that, that would have that would have broke them. <laughs> like, you know, they call the bank up, come, come get this truck. I don't, I don't, you know, I can't deal with this. Right, right, right. So you right. gotta be strong in it within within whatever you do. It, it don't even have to be trucking, you know. 
Right. You just got to be strong. And if you, you know, if you really have the passion for it, you, you, you'll, you'll hold on into it and you'll and do what you have to do. For sure. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. All right. So, so are you still doing the ports now or you said you tri- you did, you're doing something nah. different now? All right. So, so how long did you do the ports for? So I did the ports for about a month. Okay. I, it, it didn't take you no time to get out of that. Nah, not at all. You know, and nobody can't tell me that I never did the ports. Look, listen, I did the ports and I did it for a good month. You did it strong, it. right? Oh, right, yeah. right. I, I, I was out of there, you know, because I, 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 I couldn't do this because with the ports, it, it comes with a lot of, um, a lot of stress, man. A lot of stress. You got to have a lot of patience. Um, you know, you just got to know what you're doing, man. Okay. You just okay. There you go. He yeah. cut out on me. All right. Yeah. So, okay. So after the port, so now, 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 what would you transition into after that? So I, I, I'm, I'm hauling for a company that, that deal with reefer trailers. Okay. And basically they, they make their own product. So it, it, it cuts out the middleman. Okay. It cuts out the middleman. And the reason why I say that is because you can be, you can be hauling for a company that, um, that have to contact somebody else in order to get the loads. Okay. Where versus I'm with the company where, they create the loads. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so, so right there and then the middleman is out and you're basically at the source of where the load starts. So you're gotcha. always, you're always going to get loads regardless. It can gotcha. go any, you, you can go anywhere, anywhere between, you know, in, in like now I'm in Jersey. So you can, New Jersey, you can deliver New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, all the way down to Florida, Texas um chicago you can go as far as you want you know okay so um you know in this company they offer they offer a lot so you know it was it was a great great a great decision for me to make and i was told um somebody mentioned the company to me so you know of course i did my research and make sure you know that the company was a great company and um actually they interviewed me twice and um uh, with the the first time they interviewed me before I even I didn't I didn't have a truck. Okay. You know I just want to be in head of the game. So before I even had a truck, I went for an interview because I'm gotcha. trying to figure out if this okay. is a company that I would like to be in. Right. So um, you know they and and the manager told me, oh, we normally interview people who have trucks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how I slipped through the cracks, but I definitely <laughs> slipped through the cracks. Right. And I right. Right. Word. And so right. Um, so you know never got a call back, and that's how I ended up in the uh, ports and then you know i got a call saying oh you know if you're uh if you didn't purchase your truck we have a company position and i'm like no i got a truck and i was like really he's like oh yeah and then i got in I, gotcha. you know they, they came in inspected my truck of course and checked my license everything was good and you know i was on a road so you know it, it was it was a blessing it was a blessing and now i've been there for about uh five months Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, five months. So I'm I'm real, I'm real fresh in the game. I'm real fresh in the game, and you know I have knowledge. You know, I, I every day I'm still asking questions. Oh, how to do this or how to do that? What to look for? What not to look for? You know. So even if I was in the game for 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 three, five, ten years, having okay. my own truck, right? I'd still be asking questions. You know. Okay. You know, now every every day some some changes, some changes. So you want to be on top of the game and and be able to uh, run your business the correct way. Got you, got you. Now, what could someone coming in um, expect to make financially? I mean, you 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 ran the ports. Now you're doing what you're doing with the with the with this other company. Give me an idea of some of the financials um, that you could you know look to gross and then 
Um, then talk to me a little bit about some of your expenses, um, some of the things that, you know, people may not think about, or you know, right away. Um, some of the things that's going to kind of go into your bottom line that you got to look out for. Okay, so my thing is, if you're, obviously, you have your own truck, you want to make money. Right. The goal is to make $1,000 a day. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because you got fuel that you got to pay. Uh, depending on the company, if they don't cover toll or not, you got toll. And you just got, you have regular wear and tear, you know, on your truck. You know, this isn't, this isn't, isn't a car where, you know, you, you can go to a shop and get the, and get your brakes done for a hundred, a hundred twenty dollars. No, you, you know, tires, tires can blow out any minute. You can buy a brand new tire today and tomorrow or maybe later down in the week, you know, something's out on the road. It's not even you. It's something out on the road that you didn't catch and it just punches the tire and blows it out. And then right. right there and then that's depending on, you know, what the service, um, what the service would uh, charge you about like six, $700 right there, you know, on tires. So my, 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 my goal is to make as close as to a thousand dollars a day. Okay. You know? And then, you know, right there, if, you know, if you want to work five days or six days a week, you know, you can tally, you know, tally that up. And then, you know, you'll, you'll be able to know what you'll be coming with at the end of the, at the end of the week. Now, how do you get yourself to that goal? I mean, you put a number out there, but how do you, you know, work with the cut with the. the so, all right. So basically, um, you see when you, when you, when you start, when you're starting your business, of course, um, you want to make sure that, you know, you're making enough money. So basically you want to look and see what rates are they giving you. Okay. And that's another thing I skipped out on, you know, with the company on how, how do how they pay you? you okay. Know, it can be different ways. They can give you a percentage of the load. They can pay you by miles and, um, it just goes on and on. So basically you want to look and see, how much are they paying you per mile or even per, per, uh, per load? So okay. per mile, you want to look at anywhere above, I would say a dollar 50 a mile. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere between a dollar 50 mile and you're running about, let's just say from here to, mm, let's just say Massachusetts and you're running about, let's just say four, four fifty. 400 mm -hmm. or 450 miles. Okay. You, you're probably with, with fuel reimbursement. Uh, you're going to make about anywhere between, I would say 750 to maybe $1,100. Okay. Okay. And then that's how much you make. But then again, you have to take out how much money you have to put aside for your business as in for the truck, as in, you know, tolls fuel you know you have to put money aside because all that money you put that in your pocket and you burn that tomorrow mm. and you know where are you going to put the fuel and where are you going to put the toll money at you know right so that's you know that's things that you that you need to put aside as in when you get your money um every week do you have a strategy for that like do you put a certain percentage or how, how do you do that all right yeah so actually um every time i get paid i'll put um, anywhere between 20 to 30% of, of, of my, uh, of my pay towards the side. And, um, the reason why I say that is because like I said, there's different stuff that you can haul. You can haul heavy stuff. You can haul light stuff. The heavier stuff that you, that you haul is the more pressure that you're putting on your truck, which is tires, motor, fuel, everything, 
you know. So that's, you know, I, I, I set aside anywhere between 20 to 30 percent. And, um, and, and, it, and it keeps me flowing and I'm, I'm good. You know, I, I'm able to, to roll out anytime I need fuel. I can purchase fuel without, you know, asking people for money or, you know, being broke. You know, although, you know, if you're real tight on money and you got to do what you got to do in order to, uh, you know, actually like not having money, but putting that money, whatever money you have left over, putting that money into the truck, the truck is always going to make money as long as you um, have the right business set with you. So you, you'll be good. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you this. What, what does the future look like for you? What, what, what's the name of your company? My company is called fifth wheel, fifth wheel connection, fifth wheel connection. All right. So what does fifth wheel connection look like in five years? And then uh, what does, what are we looking like for like 2015 years down the line? So from five years now, I'm looking at a four trucks. Okay. And, and the reason why, the reason why I, I, I say four trucks is because, um, it's just a magic number that I always, you know, <laughs> always said. Like, you always oh, imagine I'm yourself having four trucks. Four trucks, right? You know, right. Four trucks, and um, you know, and and basically, just networking and and being able to, you know, have my own loads instead of going through somebody else. And um, you know, my advice is to anybody who start their own business is to lease onto a company because that's just, that's just the best thing to do. You know, my advice when you when you're first starting off, because you'll learn how, you know, how they do the paperwork or how to get loads or just just to know how your truck operates. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Once mm. you know how your truck operates and how much money you, you have to spend on fuel or maintenance and all of that stuff. Once you have that down lock and you have money saved up to purchase another truck, you already know how much money that truck is going to make and how much money you're going to have to spend on that mm. truck. So okay. right, right there, right there. And then you'd be like, you know what? I got, let's just say I got a hundred thousand dollars saved. I could just, I can purchase a truck cash and spend and spend what? $50,000. That truck will be able to make anywhere between let's just say 160, you know, this at 150. Okay. So you done annually. 50. Yeah. Okay. So you you done and 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 and, and it could be higher, it can be lower. Just right. But you know you should be at. at least somewhere around there. Yeah, and then, you know, you'll know, okay, I'm going to spend this money on this truck, but by the end of the year, I'm going to make that money back in no time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, you know, doing the math with just getting four trucks and spending a certain amount on each unit and making that money back, it, it, you'll be good. You'll be golden and then, you know, within 10 to 15 years, you know, I might be a company where I'm blowing up so much to the point where I'm hiring people. <laughs> I, you know, like I said, I, I ask questions, man. You know, you can't just be on the road and just, you know, minding your business. Right. Nah, you right, 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 you know, right, right. You're minding your whole business. You're basically putting a bubble around you and you're not hearing what's going on the out, outside of the bubble, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you just really need to step out step out of the boundary and just start asking questions. Even some, sometimes you, you, you're not, you're not sure of the question that you're asking. You got the internet right at your hand. You, 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 you know, you type up and try to figure out what's going on and, and what is it that you don't know from what is it to know. And everybody has their own ideal aspect on what they want to do as in, um, you know, person A might say, okay, uh, oh, if you make 160, you'll be good. 
you talk to person B or person B like, oh, you make a hundred, you'll be all right. Mm. Person C might say, ah, oh, I make 60, but I'm all right. Right. And, 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 you know, and you, 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 you collect everybody's idea and you, and, you know, you put it into your own and that's how you create a master idea, man. That's how mm. you create a master idea. So like I said, everybody, the money that you get, stuff that you're looking at might be completely different from everybody else's. So you just want to take everybody's idea and build your own with your own experience and you know that's how you be able to make it so within you know like i said 20 20 25 years 15 years from now um i should have more than four <laughs> trucks <laughs> i should have more than four trucks right and um you know and and create my own business where the point where i you know i can offer people loads you know even take broker broker lessons you know that's just something that i'm actually getting into now i don't really know too much of it right okay. now Okay. But, um, like I said, you know, I see people, I speak to people, I go online, talk to people, ask questions. And then from there, you know, I'll be able to, you know, step out. Even I don't have to drive anymore to a point where I don't even have to drive. I have drivers mm. and then um, I can actually lead the people who, who are, you know, young that's getting into this game now. Right. So when they, when they, you know, when they decide to look up a company, I'll be a great company to look in, uh, be a great company to look at. And I can guide the person the correct way, the right way in order for them to, you know, work for me. And then if they want to start their business, they can start their business because they, you know, they started off the correct way with, you know, with me and, you know, and go from there. Absolutely. Well, keep on listening to Truck and Hustle, man, because we're going to have some freight brokers on here soon. So, you know, <laughs> you can you get some edumacation right here, man. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. I think I think that's the perfect way to, to, to end off the uh end off the show um tell it to give everybody your social your social media man so they can reach out to you if they have any questions and, and, and connect with you yeah of course of course um my social media is dongles well a lot of people you probably probably won't be able to uh <laughs> spell that out spell it out spell it, it out for me this, this is on instagram <laughs> yeah this is definitely on instagram so okay is, uh d-o-n okay g-l-e-z underscore 83 Actually, it's 83 underscore. So it's dongle, D-O-N-G-L-E-Z, uh -huh. 83 underscore. So, you know, feel free to uh, shoot me any questions, anything that I missed. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be well more than welcome to uh, answer, your, answer your question and um, guide you the, the correct way. You know, so, you know I, when, I, when I first purchased my truck, I didn't really have that much guidance. I didn't really have that much help. But... Um, you know, as I bought it and, you know, went through certain little issues and I had to, you know, I had to go on my own and do what I had to do. You know, you ask me to ask me the correct questions, man. I can help you out. You can, uh, you know, you avoid all those steps that I had to do. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, y'all. Connect, connect with DeMar um, at his social media. I can't repeat it. I don't know what he just now said, but <laughs> y'all can play it back and, 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 and make sure you get that. Thank you, man. Congratulations, you know, on all your success. Uh, you know, I know you're going to keep on striving and keep on doing your thing. You know, I look forward to seeing you in four or five years with those four trucks. Mm -hmm. And then soon we'll have, you know, the big conglomerate, you know, corporation going on, man. Course, or maybe you give me a job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, man. I, I appreciate your time, man. I'll I, I talk to you soon. All right, no problem. Appreciate it. All right, my brother. Later. All right. Later. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love, truck and hustle.